Okay, so episode 70, we're here with Ollie from Sync Golf. Uh, Derek's not here. Derek's doing something else without me as usual. Um, this one's also a little bit different. We're recording on a Saturday versus our normal Tuesday night, mainly because you're out of the UK. So there's a big time difference between us. Um, it's 11 a.m. right here in Minnesota. You said it's about 5 p.m. your time? Yeah, 5 p.m. here in the UK, yeah. So if we would have done it at our normal time, it would have been like super early for you the next day. And I didn't want that just because I would have felt bad, even though you had offered that that'd be okay. I didn't want that per se. Um, but yeah, joined by Sync Golf this week. Very excited to have you on. We've been talking about it for a couple months now. Um, and I'm ready to kind of dive into what Sync Golf is and learn about your design elements and how everything comes together. Awesome, sweet. Yeah, so it's just myself here at Sync. Um, sort of started the brand in 2019. Um, I, at the time, I was uh, living in New Zealand, um, me and my partner, um, Charlotte. Yeah, we were living. We were living in New Zealand, and I was. I've always done engineering. Um, started off doing sheet metal fabrication. Um, and then when I was living in New Zealand, I was doing uh, more CNC machining, um, like Miller machines and lathes sort of thing. Um, and the brand sort of started from, I got chatting to a guy out there from, he was actually from Czech Republic. And he said to me, like, you know, have you ever had a little little go on a, on a mill sort of thing? And he, he taught me the mill side of things. Um, and then he said, like, oh, obviously, you're, you know, really keen golfer, keen engineer. This is what my friend sort of has been working on as a little hobby um, over in Czech. And I was, like, checking out a video, machine in a putter. And I was, like, straight away, yeah, hooked. And, um, yeah, from then on, I was just, yeah, fully, fully hooked about, you know, what these machines can do, um, sort of the capability uh of of the machines themselves and then it sort of yeah got me thinking about you know what i can sort of get to work on as such and sort of i was chatting to him and i said right you know where do i start and he said you know i've got to teach you cad so he taught me a little bit about cad and then taught me all the machining side of things um and then i sort of you know chatting to him we it, at, at the start when i sort of went into work and said, right, I want to build a business. I want to, I want to create something here, you know? Um, and he said, we were just having a general Monday morning chat. And he said, uh, you, you, you play golf at weekend. Like you sink the ball like this in the hole. And I was like, well, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty cool name, you know? So just sort of sink come from his Czech accent of not being able to speak English too well. And yeah, it was really, really good guy actually. Um, and he taught me uh, taught me a lot on the CNC side and then on the CAD side. Um, and then we returned back to the UK and I was like obsessed with, you know, wanting to give it a go. So sort of took a bit of a loan out, um, bought this CNC machine, Dugard Eagle 760 free axis Miller machine, um, put it in the sort of the factory uh and i did not have a clue what to do with it i didn't have a clue how to turn it on you know all these buttons up here i 
I was like, you're not a clue what to do sort of thing. Um, and at the time, I worked my full-time job for about two and a half, two years, two and a half years. Um, and then in the evenings and weekends, I was then working on this and, yeah, pretty much learning. And then it took me about a year to learn and then, yeah, really dug into to machining the putters from then on, really. Um and then last got married in April last year, and in June I pretty much yeah went full time at it. Um, it I was I was doing uh, sheet metal fabrication um, at the time, like forty hour a week, and it, it was just all a bit too much, you know. Um, so I said, right, I need to something's got to something's got to give, you know. I need a uh, yeah, I need some hours back in my life. Um, so. I pretty much jumped straight into it. Uh, it's June last year, June twenty-two, and then yeah, went went from there. Really, um, just every build sort of posted on Instagram, um, and then onto the next next one, next next sort of customer, next friend as such. Um, and yeah, it's just just grown and grown and grown, and yeah, it's gone from strength to strength, really. Yeah, it's super cool for me because I like to watch the videos of the machines actually like milling the metal and everything. Oh, yeah. To me, that's one of like the super satisfying things to watch. Yeah, it's like, kind of yeah. like um, like you ever run across those videos of people like power washing things, and it's just like, oh, it's so clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, I feel exactly. like it is with the the pieces of metal with the heads. Um, I took a CNC yeah. class in high school. I could never do it. I built Legos, and it took me like three weeks on the machine. So there's always an appreciation on my end for people who can do cnc um nice. my grandfather did it i i don't have the patience um i got a close friend of mine welds and everything too so seeing yeah, nice. all the intricacies in metal and everything and then even you know late last year we had mark from kraken on mark oh, does yeah. a lot of the same things but his is smaller and intricate I, he does putters and everything as well but like his stuff is so small and intricate I yeah, could never yeah. there's there's a level of admiration for that I have for people who can work with metals and CNC and everything that I can't quite yeah. explain. But <laughs> it's it's truly workable art. And for me, that's the coolest part. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, so I sort of um I checked out his page when I when I listened to the to the uh, episode sort of thing. And yeah, some of his stuff, like some of the little ball markers is yeah, is insane, like some of the fixturing he'd um he'd have to make to machine the first one and flip it and sort of machine the second part is yeah there's a lot a lot of patience in that oh yeah <laughs> he sent us each little like um lightning bolt repair tools oh, yeah yeah nice and nice. I thought the black on the inside was leather because I was like oh yeah you just gotta cut the leather and glue it in it's wood and really? it's, wow, yeah that's it's cool. I don't yeah. remember what kind of wood it is he says it maybe says in the episode maybe it was off air um yeah. yeah that's wood so he had to cut the wood laser do everything and then laser yeah. our logo in yeah it's, yeah okay. i'm almost afraid to use it because it is so <laughs> intricate and so cool but that's i know it, yeah. he'd get mad if i didn't you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that yeah that's it you almost like yeah with, with some of the putters like i send out people email me or, or message me or call me and say oh you know this is so nice like I, I almost just want to wall hang it and I'm like no just just use and abuse it you know 
just just get it out there yeah just roll it yeah yeah i mean some things um like putters i would imagine get better over age like with the patina and everything yeah, especially right. like yeah. with the markers you know because our oils we touch them and everything and yeah. yeah you know it creates something unique for everybody and that's not something that happens unless you use it so it's always this fine line of ah uh, it's so intricate it's so cool it's so artistic but it's yeah, a tool yeah. to be used you know <laughs> yeah totally yeah oh that's it's awesome like, it's like I don't know if you're in like classic cars or anything, but like I feel that way about cars too. Like people always have these yeah. really nice classic cars here, and then they sit around, and I'm like, I would drive it till it exploded, type of thing, you know? Like, yeah, oh, totally, yeah. So yeah, my my first car actually was a a Mark a VW Mark One Golf convertible Ooh. Cabriolet thing, and it was yeah. like 1992, and. uh yeah obviously you know what it's like as first car you just want to just rip it into the ground almost and it was yeah so so fun but people used to say like oh you know like take it easy like it's a a nice old car you know (laughs) my first car was a a 2004 uh, Malibu Max so it was a it was a Chevy Malibu with a hatchback basically and I drove that thing until the transmission blew up I had like 250 some thousand miles (laughs) And oh, I missed that car. That car will never be a classic, at least not to anybody <laughs> but to me. But no, I definitely get that feeling. Yeah, and golfs yeah, are really yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Like, um, you know, it, it, it's it's like that with 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 golf. Like, you know, you could have you could have irons that are that are old and can be like un- unique sort of thing. And some people might say, you know, almost like keep them keep them looking nice sort of thing, but or you can yeah have them out there, wear them into the ground. Yeah. The cool, the cool thing with golf clubs and like what really sticks out to me is the more dings and dents and scratches, the more stories you can tell with the yeah. clubs. Um, like back there, you can kind of see it. There's that I have to, yeah. there's that club with the head cover. That's a super old pink putter that we pulled out of my buddy's oh. parents' garage. It's like a no, pink cushion. Yeah. Um it's all dented and scratched and there's all sorts of stuff in the metal, but it just makes you wonder like what that putter did, what courses it was on, who had yeah. it, stuff like that. Yeah. To me, it tells a story that new clubs would can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, and I feel that way about the, um, the custom putter side of things, you know, when, when people come to me, I really like to get quite deep into, you know, all the fine details of what they want um with like custom stamping if they want their kids names um like i'm sort of working on something at the moment it's a anniversary present um and um yeah she basically wants like the date on there and then like the code of where where the postcode was of the venue sort of thing Um, so you know that's that's pretty cool like you can have yeah nice little details on within the putters that really can tell tell a story almost you know do you follow um Tyson Lamb? He does the wood putters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen yeah, I've seen some of his stuff before come up on the old uh, yeah, explorer section on Instagram and just, yeah, some of his he, stuff is just insane. Yeah. He just did one for uh Bill Murray and he was able to incorporate like a bow tie from a painting and uh it was for like wow. some kind of charity event and Bill well, Murray I- sank the putt through the putter. But it really? had some kind of bow tie from a painting. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. little feature 
you know, to most people, like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. But whoever yeah. commissioned it is probably like, that is like the coolest <laughs> thing on earth. Yeah. Yeah. F- little fine details go a long way like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. Awesome. So let's kind of transition back to the sink putter, sink golf side of things. Yeah. Um, so we talked about when it started. Congrats on getting married by the way i didn't want to interrupt you um i'm not married derek's married uh, i'm not at that phase of my life yet and that's okay um so you offer a, a bunch of different styles of heads right uh, which yeah. one is the most popular um so it, it's funny you know like from from week to week it it, it changes like it's almost whoever's doing really well on tour they people sort of like want want that as such so last year um or not last year year before phil was doing really well i think he won the u.s open and then that's when i sort of created the 92 someone come to and said look i want you know the nine this and then we sort of named it 92 sort of thing um and then the 87 was created from something similar to what someone drew in and said you know something what Phil can roll, uh, similar to what he rolls sort of thing. And then last year, um, Cam Smith over here in Scotland won the Open. And then I was pretty much, yeah, went with with a model that someone drew in again and was like, look, I pretty much want this, a short short flow neck with a good amount of toe hang. Um, So it, it all depends on yeah what who's who's doing well at, at the time sort of putting wise um at the moment the ace wide blade has been really popular um like a like a yeah, good firm wide blade um mainly doing those in like a quite short short neck um with a with a good amount of toe hang um so it seems to seems to go through phases uh, sort of a couple of months ago and November, I think I've done done a good good handful of sort of ninety two models with the with the um good amount of a lot of toe hang sort of thing like flow neck just welded flow neck and then fully uh fully sort of smoothed out so so the world you can't really see the world sort of thing yeah sort of hours of smoothing and filing and yeah. <laughs> That is not at all what I was expecting, and I'm very happy that it it was what I was expecting. I yeah, thought it was gonna yeah. be like, yeah, this model by far. Um, I I never would have guessed it kind of varies, but I guess that does make sense because we see, um, kind of that way, like on the buying side of things for what it seems like with people. It's like, oh man, if so and so's on, that's all I want is that brand. Like whether it's yeah, Cobra, yeah. Title, or stuff like that. I guess yeah, I didn't well, equate yeah. that to putters. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. Like I've I've sort of seen that over probably the last eight nine months, and then it's almost like if if I do a sort of a reel or a post, and that does well, then I will almost see three two three weeks later, I'll see a lot of that model, like orders for that model come in, or or spec sheet requirements for that model, sort of yeah, come in sort of thing, and yeah, it makes it it makes it quite nice. I've got about. 11 12 models um that are sort of on the cad system good to go straight on here ready to be yeah machines that that they can sort of choose from um so yeah it's, it's a sort of a good amount 
a, a nice amount myself. Not not too many, not mm-hmm. too little. So my, my head's not all over the place sort of thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be too hard having 15 or 16 different styles. Yeah, right. I feel like that's yeah. almost overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a, a lot of the time when people, if they come in for a fitting or if I'm, say, sort of organize a call and chat to someone on the phone sort of thing a lot of the time they just at the moment with the 11 sort of models that are there they they almost find it really hard to pick one of them um sort of normally have to explain what one they definitely want to go for sort of thing and they say oh almost too many options sort of thing you know so i've got to kind of yeah not put too many out there i've got i've got quite a few on there that i'm ready to ready to put out but I'm yeah just sort of hold off at the moment <laughs> yeah I work in the um the running industry so I am I'm always fitting people for shoes and whatnot right. and they always look nice at the wall fit. and they go I don't know where to start so <laughs> what I do I, I always pull three and go okay yeah you like this yeah. this or this and then depending on what they like you can kind of branch off towards that direction um yeah I've never been fit for a putter so I guess I don't understand how that craziness would feel because personally I have yeah. a favorite style that you make um right so we'll get to that though because i yeah. think they're all really cool but they're all very unique at the same time yeah. um so when you make the putters right are there different metal options so like is it all just carbon steel do you get some that are different um so it's either carbon steel um 303 stainless steel or I've got a sort of a batch of copper that I've had in and then a batch of brass um, recently. So, but mainly like 99% will be, yeah, 303 stainless steel um, or, yeah, carbon steel, sort of like mild steel sort of thing. Um, the, carb- uh, the 303 stainless steel sort of sourced from Italy or Germany, um, both the same sort of softness, really, really nice to machine. Um can yeah pretty much rip through it as quick as the carbon steel which is nice um because when i was sort of getting into the the machine inside of things i you know sort of phone uh tool tool makers tool manufacturers and say you know, i want to want to sort of got an idea for these putters that i'm sort of going to be manufacturing and they said oh sort of go go down the 303 stainless steel route nice soft stainless um and then yeah, pretty much just just get billets of that in, batches of that in, probably in four yeah four to six meters at a time, sort of thing. So so a good amount, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, do people ever ask you for like kind of the outlandish metals like Damascus? um kind of stuff like that where it's like you'd like to accomp like accommodate obviously but like you're just like ah that's a little bit higher end or yeah so i'm i'm sort of recently made a contact here in the uk and i've i've always wanted to get into the the damascus i've sort of done inlays and stuff within the pockets but i want to do a, a whole you know whole build on a, on a damascus full head sort of thing um haven't really had time to look at it but i've i have had quite a few inquiries regarding it so i've I've recently made like a a contact here in the uk that that forges yeah the damascus billets together 
Um, so that's something in the next, probably in the next few months, I'm, I'll be yeah cracking on with maybe maybe throwing a couple out for like a maybe like a limited run or something, yeah. you know. Damascus is so cool. Um, I'm really into like the yeah. the intricacies in it. It's almost like a wood grain where one is never like the other. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that side is really cool. Um, I also follow an account who just did like camel oil can putters, and oh, I was wow. like, that is crazy. Yeah, uh, that was super cool too. Um, yeah, okay. that's awesome. I've recently started like on the in regards to Damascus. I've like doing a lot of YouTubing with like knife making and that and just the the amount of time that these guys put into making these knives and mm-hmm. the patience they must have to go through yeah dialing it's, in these knives on, on the machines yeah, it's cool it's unreal um I think that's my frustration when people go oh that's like so expensive and it's something you know like yeah. why is it so expensive it's like well the time and effort yeah. it takes and everything and yeah, mark's a yeah. great example of that he just came out with um ball markers that are rotors with brakes right oh really and yeah and people are like oh they're yeah. like a hundred bucks and i'm like yeah it's like right. the most badass hundred dollar ball marker i've ever seen yeah. Yeah, you know exactly. it's like the time and effort yeah. he puts into those and or like his yeah. putters are expensive um yeah you know, I I feel like you you pay for the art and the handbent or the craftsmanship. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But totally. you, you get to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's been guys in the US that make some like awesome accessories. Um, and the pricing, yeah, is is it's worth every penny. You know, some of the some of the fixturing they must have to make to yeah to make some of the tools and that yeah it's 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 pretty cool yeah 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 i just ordered one of the uh the rotor ball markers because like i love cars i love that kind of i love how i mean i love cars so like the little like intricacies of that i think are just unreal and mark is such an artist right i don't know yeah yeah. i'd imagine like the size of like a quarter yeah right yeah he's is his work is sort of one of when I checked him out, his work is is yeah insane. Yeah, yeah. I should have grabbed a couple because I have a couple of his stuff, and it's it's unreal. Um, so my favorite head shape that you offer is the Sussex two point oh. Oh yeah, like nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but that one like speaks to me. Um, the Sussex is fine, and then I'm not a big fan of like wide blades. They like freak me out well, a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Like really big putters, like mentally, just don't Too work much. for me. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not necessary. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's all right. I was, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's that's really interesting, you know, because I had I had someone in yesterday that had his eye on the wide blade, the uh, ace wide blade, and he ended up going for, um, yeah, just just the Sussex, almost like opposite shapes. One's got fat bit behind it, and then the other one's got like you know almost half behind it and not too much to it um so yeah looking at it you're almost thinking what you know it's a lot almost looks a lot less forgiving you know yeah for me if it's too big i feel like i have to like over swing it yeah yeah i've tried like the big spiders i've tried the um just like even bigger mallet styles 
I can't do it. So like I have two putters that we're going to talk about just kind of like in terms of shape and everything, but they're the two I consistently go back to. And they're both kind of similar to the Sussex um, where they're not super big. Um, Yeah. So that one's my favorite. Do you have a favorite head that you like to make or just that you've, you know, maybe that's the first one and it's one that you use. Um, so I quite like, I, I like making the 90, uh, the 87, the 1987 and the 1992 models. Um, there's a probably 30% machining, um, on them. And then the rest is all done pretty much welding. Um, just all of the fabrication side, really the welding sort of buffing, cleaning, fettling, um, and then maybe a, like a little bit of filing sort of thing. So there's a, there's a good amount of time that goes into it, but I do enjoy that side of it, the fabrication side. Um, and then my first model, my first ever model was the Sussex. Yeah, so I've 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 got a, obviously a, a soft spot soft spot for that. <laughs> um, yeah definitely a soft spot for that but i've got like a fitting fitting room upstairs and the the putters are sort of lined up my bag sort of kept up there and every time i go out to play i'll just grab something random off the shelf i like to mix it up you know just sort of grab one and then give that a go and <laughs> sort of get a good feel for that get a test yeah. test for that you know yeah oh. yeah no i i actually have them pulled up right here so i can kind of follow along yeah. with you all the different shapes um nice yeah, the 87 and 92 feel almost like um like classic shapes for putters that when you said yeah. like, oh, what Phil's rolling or whatever, looking at them, yeah, that does look a lot like what Phil plays or what a lot of the older yeah. guys on tour play or even like the champions yeah. and stuff like that. It's very classic but modern feeling. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Some of the ones that I really like but don't quite – probably wouldn't enjoy using but like the look of would be the uh such an m the m-a-u-n oh the monganui yeah i can't pronounce that i didn't want to butcher it (laughs) that one looks super cool but yeah depending where the shaft would be would be super cool too like if it was like a center mount or towards the heel would be kind of fun yeah right that a a lot of people go center shaft with that one that's quite a popular yeah sort of center shaft model as such the the name of that um, Monganui, that was where we were, where we were living in New Zealand, um, sort of the oh. town it's called, yeah. Okay. So, like a surf town sort of thing. So, I'm into my surfing as well. So I was like, had a had a soft spot for for that place. Um, and then the one above that is the Wahi. So that's another town in New Zealand that is a little bit up the coast probably about an hour and a half hour up the coast um and then the one underneath is ulu so that's basically named after uluwatu in bali um like a surf spot sort of wave destination as such yeah and so that i quite like that that you know the names i've I've tried to keep them where they've got like a little bit of a story behind them as such that just kind of gives the sink something yeah yeah, a little bit of a story as that's, such, you know. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, I felt like those three were grouped together for a certain reason, but I could not figure <laughs> it out. 
Um, yeah. So that is super cool to learn. Um, and then, yeah, going back to the 87 and 82, I feel like the 2019 is like um, a good blend between the two. Am I right? Where it feels like it's a little bit of both, but more modern. Yeah. 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 It was, it was funny, actually. Like there was a guy that's, that sent me an email and said, I, I love the 92, love the 87. Can I have something um, in between pretty much? But with with the neck wanted the neck to be a little bit more, yeah, a little bit closer to the center. Um, so just brought that back bumper had an angle as such. Um, and with that one, I'm able to place, able to place like a plumber neck on there um, and various necks rather than the 92 and the 87. I can only really place probably one or two necks on there to make it feel right at address. Um, but yeah, with the with the 2019, I can yeah really change it up and still get the same sort of visual looking down on it, um, which is which is quite nice, you know. Yeah, no, I really like the wide variety that you offer, and I like that it's not like overwhelming to look at, and I like that you have little yeah. notes on all of them. It kind of helped me kind of yeah look at them and go, okay, that's what's supposed to be like. And then unfortunately, yeah. I'm the artistic yeah. type, so I'm like. <laughs> oh that'd be cool if it was like that or if it was like that yeah. so i'm like mentally like making these things in my head um yeah. which luckily kill time because it's a little bit slower here in the winter um, right yeah i yeah, know they're all so cool so can you take me through like the step-by-step -step process of like if we because on your website you have a form for a custom like a custom make form oh yeah like, totally butchered that can you take us like the step-by-step -step process of how how all that works um so oh yeah basically a system that i've recently put in um over over sort of christmas period um sort of a form that you fill out on the website under order a custom um and that yeah form comes to myself just with a quick message of basically what model you want um and then I'll send you a spec sheet like this um, just to fully customize. Um, so you can pick like obviously right hand, left hand, shaft, uh, sort of the milling, different types of materials. And then you've got the different finish options. Um, pick your neck style uh, if you want any alignment aid as such. And then different grip. I've recently got some new um, kangaroo leather from australia sort of grips in um with an sg with the sg logo on so that's been like a really popular choice and i've also added like the stability carbon and the stability tour black to the to the range um and they're doing really well actually they're sort of really popular um which has been in quite nice and then obviously you've got like the the drawings of the heads so you can if you want to fully fully draw on there you can or if you want to chuck it on the email back to me um and then after that sort of filled out i'll then give the the full price on what it is um and yeah happy to go ahead it pretty much goes from there um i'll give you a pretty much an exact time frame of when it will be dispatched um and yeah it's pretty much the the process that i've dialed it in at the moment I want to try and keep it as easy as possible um 
for the you know the customer to be able to customize what they want and all the fine details if they if they want something if they want to go all out if or if they want to keep it quite simple nice and simple sort of thing um yeah pretty much pretty much made it try to this yeah this new little system is really really helping it's helping production for me in the factory because before i'd i'd talk about all the custom elements on the email and we'd have like 30 emails back and forth um and i'll be sat here like working on the build and ref always referring back to the emails like, have i got this right have i got this right but now i can just yeah look at the spec sheet it's it follows me around the factory um and i can yeah, pretty much dial it in spot on this way it's it's almost like um your blueprints right like i took yeah. four years of wood shop in high school so the final year we had to make our own blueprint take it around build right. out of every yeah. building That's me it. being the lazy senior i built a three-tier <laughs> shelf but it's tapered so it's super cool i actually have it hanging up in my room nice. um nice. yeah yeah the teacher was not very happy with me because it took me all semester to build a three-tier shelf <laughs> in my defense it's really nice he doesn't <laughs> see it that way um but it's almost like your blueprint and really blueprints are made to help people and kind of simplify the whole process yeah yeah definitely definitely and like like this way i can i've, I've sort of got the pricing on there on the website and I, I i never wanted to like refine someone to saying it starts from say 900 us us dollars or it starts from 1500 us dollars i wanted to try and say like you know on the website i've got it it starts from 420 us dollars and that would be say for just a stand a real standard build um and then if they wanted to go all out then it would cost yeah x amount of what they what they wanted sort of thing so that was something to... that sorry sorry that was something that really stood out to me was that it was yeah. way more affordable than a lot of places do I've seen a yeah. lot of places, you know, starts at $800 or starts at, right. you know, whatever. And for it to start at $420, I thought was like unreal. So then I had to investigate and that's how I found your page. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I, I typed in putters on Instagram and then I saw the videos of the milling and I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah. Follow. Um, <laughs> that to me was what stood out was that how affordable they can be. And I think that is super cool because everybody in golf always says how expensive golf is. And don't get me wrong, a $400 putter is still not cheap. But the yeah, fact that you yeah. could do a custom putter for under $500, I feel like that really changes the way people look at that. And I really enjoy that people yeah. could feel like, yo, wow, I'm not being nickeled and dimed for everything. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of a lot of people when they when they come to me and they say, Oh, what, what can I essentially get for that price? Um, we'll sort of have a chat and basically it'll, it'll be uh, a standard sort of build, like just a right hand chrome shaft, normal sort of SG milled face, um, either three or three stainless steel or carbon steel. Um, and then your standard sink grip uh, with like a, say like a flow neck and traditionally like, sink satin finish as such um and then maybe like initials stamped on um just to get their feet in the water with like a like a custom sort of thing 
Um, so I wanted to I wanted to try and make it affordable for for everyone. I didn't want to exactly target a certain area. Maybe you know, uh, yeah, hard to hard to sort of uh put yeah describe and put words on it. But yeah, I wanted to make it affordable for everyone as such yeah yeah you didn't want to um i i talk about it all the time you know in the running industry there are some like stupid expensive running shoes um nike is a good example they target like the two percent of runners that want to spend three hundred dollars on some running shoes what you're doing is you're running to include everybody and not alienate a certain group of people um and i really like that you know like i said earlier golf's expensive and everybody comes on and they always say how expensive it is but there's yeah. always a company out there trying to make it more affordable and nobody knows. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of the beauty of podcasts and, you know, we're finding these companies and, yeah, you know, you're putting just as much work in as everybody else, if not right. more work. Yeah. And you're more affordable than most people are. And I really, really like that. Um, that being said, is there a favorite custom that you've built that you were just like, wow, that is unreal real that the customer came up with um so I, it's a tough one it's a good question actually like you're probably not supposed to have favorites it, well it, it, it's almost like every single one i make and i'm sending out i'm like oh i really don't want to send this i just want to put this straight in my bag um but there were i like the the full shine ones the the 303 stainless steel full shine they sort of catch my eye really nice um sort of done one sent it last week it had cola engraved on it in a light baby blue um done it as a like a reel on my instagram and it had a stability tour blackout shaft in it with a uh sg leather grip and it yeah felt and looked really nice um the model itself was the 2019 um yeah and it, it yeah, that one sort of caught my eye. I had a little bit of a soft spot for that one, so that was uh, that was nice. I'm looking for it because I'm I'm curious now. <laughs> and then <laughs> I mean, I, I I have a soft spot for like the Sussex ones that I send as well. Um, yeah, they're 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 nice, sort of both left and right hand sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I'd imagine everyone is your favorite, right? And you're not. I mean, it's like um, I have a big wall of cameras right there. They're all film cameras. I keep all the digital stuff in my bag. Everyone's like, Dom, what's your favorite (laughs) camera? I wholeheartedly, no idea. I mean, I have an answer to tell people. It's usually the first one, um, which was a Pentax K2. A friend of mine gave that to me. but like, yeah, it's like impossible to choose one for me to go shoot. It's like same thing with my shoes. Like I, I don't have one that's a favorite. I definitely have ones that I'm yeah. like, oh, I really like that. I, I kind of figured that's how it was with the putters, but I thought that maybe it'd be like just something like ridiculous that somebody built, and you're just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I always yeah. have ideas like that. Yeah, true. Yeah, I sort of done one uh, December. Uh, over the Christmas period, um, it was like came out in like a rustic chocolate color, um, and that was like a finish that I've that I added to the to the range, and that that one yeah looked really really nice. I, I really liked how that one sort of came out. That was just a 
Sussex wide blade. Um, and he wanted the stamp in, in a little bit of a different area that I'd never done before. And when the spec sheet sort of came through, I was thinking, oh, is that area of the sort of the contour itself going to be stampable? Um, and yeah, gave it a go. And yeah, it came out, came out really nice. Um, and then other things like the engraving, when people send pictures in of the yeah, engraved, maybe logos, company logos or um, engraved pictures. Sometimes if the engraving comes out, yeah, spot on, that's that's nice to sort of look at and be like, yeah, that's that's cool, you know. I saw that the one with the, the um with the drawing of the dogs. Y- yeah, right. Yeah, that nice. one I was like, that is so cool that you're able to take that drawing and put it onto a putter. To me, yeah. that was like the most unreal thing. I I I don't even know where I would start with that, but it, I, to me it was kind of like when that parent gets like um something their kids drew like tattooed on them yeah that's kind of what i felt like when i saw that one with the dogs and that when you said yeah. that that was the one i thought of right away yeah yeah so i had a that one was uh, that one was actually for my dad at christmas um so we've always had like dogs in the family and we've got uh me and me and charlotte have got cocker spaniel and then mom and dad have got a spaniel as well so yeah we're big spaniel lovers um and last year I done him a Mustang one because he's got like a full Mustang. And then sort of every year I want to make it a tradition to make him a putter. So yeah, this year done him or yeah, December I done him that one with sort of Ned on the bottom with Ned sort of engraved underneath oh, the Ned. Spaniel drawing <laughs> and such. Yeah, so that, that went down quite well. That was cool. <laughs> no, I really like that one because I have a dog. I have a, a Rottweiler mix. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. oh. She's got an attitude. <laughs> Derek's got a little red toy poodle, and she has an attitude, but not like my Rottweiler mix. Uh, I love her. She's upstairs sleeping, I think. Um, so obviously, um, something I wanted to ask, and I think this might be really interesting for the listeners to hear. Um, yeah. So the podcast itself is sponsored by Odin Golf, and they're out of Germany. So we've had yeah. Jordan on a couple times, and Jordan was talking about how in Germany, you almost have to have a license to play golf. Is right. that like that in the UK as well? Like, is that just a European thing, or is that really? like just no. Germany? Yeah, I, I haven't haven't heard of that. Okay, before. Uh, that's interesting. So you have to have like a license to apply. I don't remember, then... I don't remember the exact. I planned on listening to it so I could break it down, but I totally forgot. Oh. Yeah. Um, something along the lines of it's almost like a driver's license where you have to take a test so you know mm-hmm. kind of what you're doing. What you're um, doing, the etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's almost like an etiquette type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting at that time. So I was, I've never had anybody on from the UK before. So I thought it'd be kind of a fun question to ask if that was kind of a universal yeah. thing over in Europe or. So sometimes like if you, if you join in a golf club, you have to, depending on what club it is, club it is, what course, um, you have to go through like meetings and then you have to do like a playing test. So you might have to play with like two, three members um, to they sort of suss you out, check check out who you are sort of thing, your etiquette on the course. If you're obviously doing the, doing the 
pitch, yeah, divot tools and that. Um, yeah, and just gem the gem they check out your general etiquette as such. Um, so yeah, that that's the almost the the test I'm guessing the license over here maybe. Is it like uh, yeah. that over where you are yourself? No, no, no. 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 Nobody has etiquette. Well, I shouldn't say nobody has etiquette, but there's a big <laughs> thing where we're trying to get people to fix their ball marks, repair their divots. Yeah. Um, there all those dumb videos to see of people jumping golf carts into the into the ponds <laughs> or something like that. That's almost always over here. Um, <laughs> that's so Derek doesn't let me drive the golf cart anymore because I I jumped one out of a bunker the bunker <laughs> kind of snuck up on me and i i hit it um so ever since then i've been not allowed to drive it so maybe we should yeah. have a license here maybe just for me um that being yeah. said derek yeah. almost rolled us last summer so we don't we're almost even um is, yeah, is that right? when when me and my dad I first started playing golf and i was like 16 and sort of can't drive at 16 but you can you can jump in a yeah, golf cart and you can do whatever on the course and there was this hole that was steep as you like and sort of drive down it slam the brakes on and 360 spin sort of thing but um it was like almost yeah not not a private course so yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe we get playing, away with it a little bit we were playing one and his shot went up on this hill and there were a bunch of little hills along the right hand side and I think it had just rained, so it's still a little wet. So on our way down the hill, we must have caught something, and the golf cart just started spinning. <laughs> so we're spinning down this hill, and we're yelling, and there's stuff flying all over. And then it finally stops and leans and then snaps back. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, dude, my beer is all over the place. I'm a little upset. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I was okay. It was like one of those things where it's like, it'd be cool to do it again, but also if we never do it again, I'm okay. Um, yeah, yeah. We right. should have licenses here. Maybe, maybe Germany is onto something. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny, you know, because a lot, like ninety percent, walk here, um, and then yeah, the, the other ten percent is is sort of golf cart sort of thing. Um, so it's it's not too popular to be in a golf cart. You've got okay. like companies like Power Caddy that that almost click a button and you, your trolley goes so your, your bags on the trolley sort of thing um and then a lot of people carry as such is it is it similar over there or is it it depends on the course like if it's like um like an executive or like derek and i will play like um a par three course we'll just walk it um i have yeah. a push cart and everything i put the bag on and we just go nice. um generally if it's an 18 hole course they're big here um, a lot of people do walk, but for pace of play, a lot of courses prefer you ride. Yeah. Um, like there's a course up by my cabin and the first hole is like a 500 something yard par five. Well, and yeah. it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of an animal. I've seen people walk it, but then that hole takes like 15 minutes and it's <laughs> yeah. just like constant. So I think most courses want you to ride. Um, yeah. I'm not opposed to walking, but I'll just use my push cart and, you know, go, um, I feel like it's a little bit more fun to ride around here, though, depending yeah, on the course, anyways. Yeah, yeah, you can get in round in like yeah two and two and a bit, three hours sort of mm -hmm. spots on a yeah, which is a good amount of time to get around. Yeah, yeah. There's um, I mean, there's smaller 
18 whole courses, you know, you just play nine twice. So it's like playing an executive yeah. twice. That one you could walk, no problem. Yeah. Uh, we've done that yeah. before. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I think most people ride here. That'll be interesting. I'll have to like call up Jordan and be like, hey, what was that <laughs> license about again? Um, so outside of your putters, do you have like a favorite brand? You know, maybe one that inspires you, one that you would just really like to model your putters after. Like personally, I like ping. Uh, I've always been like yeah. a ping guy. Um, I actually have two putters right here. And the one that for me kind of started it, I have my biggie head cover. I don't remember who makes nice, it. Nice. Biggie's That's sweet. Awesome. <laughs> I have a ping Karsten answer too. For me, this was oh, kind of the putter. Yeah. I love the color no. and I love the face and everything. The, to me, this yeah. is almost like your Sussex, but a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why it speaks to me. But, you know, yeah. for me, it's ping. I love the Karsten line. Uh, to me, it's one of the original putters out there. I'm also very picky and I love their pistol grips. Um, Tiger oh, uses no, them no. on all of his stuff. Ooh, yeah. Totally just bashed yeah. the microphone. Not that. <laughs> so, uh, already... yeah, really nice, really nice grip, actually. Yeah, it's really nice. I've got a spare one somewhere because I wanted to put one on the older one just so like, I could practice really? it. And then the other putter I've been switching between, this one's out of Massachusetts. It's a smaller company. It's a uh, Jackson Golf uh he sent us a couple of these and these things are just wild. I don't know if you can kind of see, but it's like a weird center shaft. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Nice. And the face actually bows out. Really? Yeah. So yeah. this is, I I kind of switched between the two and both of them for me are so different and I never see companies quite do the same thing. So I'm just kind of wondering if that's kind of the same thing for you. Like, do you look at ping or, I know a lot of guys are really into Scotties and stuff like that. Um, do you yeah. kind of have a favorite brand outside of yours? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question actually because there, there are sort of each brand has its own niche and its own sort of touch, mm-hmm. um, almost like identification. I, I, I like, I like Ping. Um, the the fact that traditional milled, you know that that they I like they've gone back to milling sort of like a one piece sort of thing um a lot yeah i'm al- always been a fan of ping um and i was a i was a massive fan of the nike method when it came about um they just had like this one piece sort of real thin um yeah somewhat almost like an answer style shape and i, I was just i had it at the time and i was hooked when I was rolling it and you know, I really, really like that. And then uh, I used to like what was sort of almost a little bit similar to the Wahi was the, um, when Faldo, I think Faldo won the Masters with it, a Wilson sort of like a, almost like a hockey, wide hockey thing okay. that he used to use. Okay. Um, I think almost like a, Scotty Del Mar, is it? Um, okay. Yeah, liked like the look of that. Um, but I, I almost like every brand for what they do for the special touches that they put on it for their almost identification. You know, I think I think every band brand's got its nice little niche about it. You know. Yeah, I mean, for me, Ping is. I mean, you kind of hit on it. It's it's classic. It. I mean, yeah. to me, they're 
obviously they're not the original putter brand. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. They could be, but for me, they're, you know, the looks always classic to me. It's got the best feel, um, yeah. something with their face. It could be the metal. It could be just a blend of things, but then like, I mean, they're, signature pistol grip to me is probably one of the best i don't like the really fat ones they freak me out too um yeah if, if you notice a lot of things freak me out um <laughs> mainly because i don't like it uh but yeah i mean for me it's paying i mean i love them i mean this was like my first like real putter and for me it's probably one i'll never get rid of for that reason um nice you know, I, I like the neck i love the color and just the feel of it i mean i've had a lot of good shots with it um but I think it's always interesting to see if there's some kind of inspiration from another brand that inspired a brand to start. Um, yeah. So I have always thought that was really cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do definitely have a have a sort of soft spot for the ping stuff. Yeah, sort of good to good to see their um fully milled line come out last year. Yeah, the sort of the yeah. black ver that blackout version they had that was yeah that was nice. The fang the fang in that was really nice. What do you, this is going to be interesting because I just thought of this. What do you think of the 3D printed stuff Cobra's doing with their putters? Because I think that's really interesting. I've, I've never rolled any and I've never held any, but I just think 3D printed stuff is really cool. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. Like the, the technology side of it, Um, I think that's, it's good thinking, obviously forward thinking. Um, I'm not too... I sort of rolled a couple before and yeah, personally wasn't a huge fan. Um, like the sort of traditional milled lines on putters and mm -hmm. stuff, like the milled edges, the milled sort of effect that it gives when it comes off the middle machine as such. I wasn't really too, it didn't sort of suit my eye well enough, you know, but I, I've, I've had friends that have, that have rolled it and been like, yeah, these are, these are nice, you know. Yeah, I'm afraid if I roll one, I'm going to love it and then have to spend money on it. So I'm like <laughs> trying to stay away from them for that reason. But I thought when that came out, I thought that was the coolest thing. Because yeah. before you know, we're going to have 3D printed like actual golf clubs, you know, where That's you can it. actually yeah. swing them and hit them. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, That's kind of all I have in terms of like putter related stuff. Um, yeah. Really happy I was able to kind of pick your brain a little bit and get some design elements from you. Uh, we always end the podcast by asking a food related question. It's uh, Derek and I love food. Obviously, here in Minnesota, we're like a melting pot for a lot of places, so it's super cool. Oh, if yeah. we're ever in, well, I we think it is. If we're ever in your side of the world, what is one place we have to eat? Whether it's like a restaurant near you or just some place you've been that isn't directly uh... near you. Yeah, when I when I, I've been listening to your sort of podcast uh, the last few months and few weeks, and I was like, you know, what am I going to say to this? So there's a really good Chinese where I live called the Mandarin Chef, and it's it's almost like if you live in the town area sort of thing, people that live a few miles away, they'll always refer oh, as as that Chinese is is the best Chinese. So I've, I've got to say Mandarin Chef Chinese. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What is like a traditional, like UK dish? You know, maybe it varies area by area, kind of like it does here. Like in Minnesota, we eat a lot of, I'd say like Scandinavian food, or maybe that's just yeah. my family being Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, 
what's something like if we're over there that we have to try, you know, maybe not like the general cliche kind of stuff that, you know, we see in pop culture, but like something yeah. that you have to have. I'd say if if you're over, then fish and chips um, has got to be the goer or like a roast, like mm-hmm. Sunday roast in a, in a sort of maybe like a country pub sort of thing. That's like in the wintertime, that's almost like the, the go-to as such. Um, yeah. Check out like a yeah, nice Sunday carvery sort of roast sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then, and then fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> Down the beach, fish and chips. Yeah. Can't yeah. beat it. No, I love a good fried fish and I love a good roast. Uh, I actually had roast yeah. for breakfast, which was weird. I put it with an egg and it was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was like, I don't know if it's gonna be good or not, but it's in the fridge and it was the last little bit. So I fried it up, put an egg on it, put some cheese, really good. Um, I feel like I'd fit in pretty well there. Uh yeah. I, I Derek can only just about <laughs> anything. He's a little bit picky, but that's okay. We'll find something for him to eat. <laughs> have you been ever been over this this way? I haven't. I've never left the country, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, you should definitely, yeah, definitely check it out in the future for sure it's uh come in the summertime when it's nice and warm not uh yeah it's not too miserable sort of thing but yeah it's 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 nice like living in i've sort of traveled the world and that lived in lived in new zealand for a good part um and always sort of yeah refer refer back home and yeah it's nice it's nice just try and try and make it as as laid back as possible as such you know a friend of mine has been um, studying all over the world. So she started in Germany and now she went to maybe she's still there, but she was she's on like the border of Switzerland and Italy right now. Yeah. And I've been like living vicariously through her seeing everything. And um, I'm big into architecture. It's so, like I love the Gothic side of things. So the fact that that's where it all started, I definitely want to go. Um when I got my passport, I think like the next year COVID hit. So obviously I haven't yeah, had a chance to yeah. use it. Right. Um, but I've always wanted to go over there and just kind of experience everything. Um, yeah, awesome, yeah. I'd, I'd imagine it's a lot like here in the winter, minus the snow. Unless it does yeah, snow. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, up north, like Scotland. Scotland way. Okay. Yeah, north. It, yeah, definitely. Definitely golf restricted in Scotland in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably a lot like here. I'd probably get in fine. I think some family friends have been over there and they really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Nice, stuff nice. like that. I've always wanted to. So if I'm ever out there, I'll for sure let you know. Maybe we can play around or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, drop, me a, drop me a message for sure. You, yeah. Sort of, you're into your photography, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. What sort of, what, what, cameras do you sort of shoot with um so if it's not like my film stuff my film stuff I have yeah. a bunch of different brands um my main camera is canon i prefer the canon stuff it's not as yeah, um yeah. crazy buttony like some of the nikon stuff is yeah right. um, that being said for the film stuff i've been shooting nikon so who really, really knows yeah. anymore yeah back yeah. in the day nikon was like upper echelon of everything um oh, i have an old yeah. canon or i have an old nikon f so it started the f series yeah. and it's straight up metal so stuff no, like that not. otherwise i'm yeah. shooting um like the olympus film stuff stuff like that i really enjoy 
Canon yeah. didn't really take over film until kind of later 80s and 90s type of stuff, but wrong, I prefer wrong. the older mechanical film stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got, I just sort of shoot with an Olympus OMD M5 or the Mark III oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I like I that it's nice and sort of small, dainty almost, that it's got the yeah. little flip to it. Yeah. Yeah. I have an old um OM1 and I bought it and somebody had peeled the leatherette off of it so oh, i put on like um like a blue like reptile skin so i right. kind of put my own little touch on it but yeah i know i shoot my own one all the time um oh, yeah stuff like that yeah so I, i'd imagine over there's all sorts of sites and stuff to see so it's definitely yeah, on like yeah. my bucket list of everything i just yeah i don't like doing like the super touristy stuff i'd like to kind of see things from you know a more unique angle or almost a more um homey type angle yeah 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 right i get you yeah that's awesome that's really cool yeah yeah Yeah, for sure drop me drop me a message if you ever ever come over and we'll have a we'll have a game somewhere for sure sure i mean i'll i'll hold you to it i don't care (laughs) (laughs) all right ali thanks for joining me um we'll have to do it again with Derek. oh yeah no anytime 